Last week, I talked about milestones as I celebrated my 100th episode. If you missed it, please go back and listen to episode 100. This week, I want you to hear a portion of what I shared about holiness at a public speaking event. I believe you will gain insight and inspiration on what God requires of us and how to survive the uncertain and treacherous times we are living in. Okay, here we go. My message today is really simple. It's not deep because I don't believe the Bible was written to be deep. It was written to be lived. It was written to be understood. You know, Jesus often spoke in parables so people would understand and relate to what he was saying. He wasn't trying to be deep or mysterious. I've always told my children that, you know, grades are important, but comprehension is much more important. It's great to be an A student, but did you learn anything? Do you remember anything that you learned? And most importantly, can you apply what it is that you have learned? When it comes to our walk with God, it's important to know and memorize scripture, but it's more important that you apply what you know, that you live what you know, and that what you know is reflected in your lifestyle. So my topic is holiness is still right. Holiness is still right. No matter what the trends are or what the times call for, holiness never goes out of style. It is what is expected of God's people. It is always in season and it is always the right way to live because God requires holiness. He's a holy God. And he says, be holy because I'm holy. And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord and that it is the pure in heart that will see God because God is not trendy. He'll never call right wrong. He'll never call wrong right. I often say God is not schizophrenic. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And his word does not change, and it will not change, even if we don't like what it says or choose to ignore the parts we don't like or accept. Yet we live in times where it is normal to call right wrong and wrong right. We call good evil and evil good. We call left right, and we call right left. But the Bible says, woe to those who call good evil and evil good, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And as people of God, we are to stay away from the very appearance of evil. So we can't be caught up in what is trending, what is popular, or what is culturally or politically correct. We judge everything by the word of God. That is our standard. That is our ruler. That is how we determine what is right from what is wrong, what is holy and what is unholy, what is pleasing to God and what he is displeased with. But that is hard to do when you don't read your Bible or spend time with God. It's hard to do when you're trying to fit in with the crowd. It's hard to do when you're a people pleaser. It's hard to do when you're trying not to offend. It's hard to do when you're appealing more to your humanity, your flesh, than the divinity, God, inside of you. The state of Christianity today, at least in America, is one in which we want to relate so much to the world that we end up looking and acting just like the world. There's nothing really much different about us. We look so much like the world that nobody even knows we're saved. Then we use looking like the world as an excuse to reach the world. We say we're evangelizing. But really, we're the blind leading the blind. We're the lost leading the lost. We're salt with no flavor. Broken lights trying to dispel darkness. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 that he became all things to all men 
that he might save some. Now, Paul wasn't talking about sinning to get people saved. He wasn't talking about hanging out with clubs and bars and drinking and smoking and cussing to get people saved. Paul was talking about meeting people where they are, reaching them where they are, to be in a position of influence, to share the message of the gospel, to change their lives. Because everywhere Jesus went, even among sinners, he changed lives. And he didn't try to fit in or look like the crowd or the world. He stood out. He didn't try to blend in. You know, like hunters who dress in camouflage so the animals they're targeting don't see them or know that they're there or detect their movement. American Christianity is what I call middle-of-the-road Christianity. Neither cold nor hot. Neither, neither bitter nor sweet. We like to live in the shades of gray. We like lukewarm. But the problem with gray is it is a mixture of black and white. The problem with lukewarm, it's a mixture of hot and cold. And the problem with American Christianity is we're both light and dark, a mixture of holy and unholy. We've brought worldliness into the church, but we have failed to take the church to the world. Scripture says, no one can serve two masters, for either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. And that from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brother, the scripture says, these things ought not to be so. But we like user-friendly, non-offensive Christianity. We prefer the Christianity that appeals to our feelings and our emotions. Well, I don't feel God would do that. Well, I don't think God would. We embrace the loving God and we reject the righteous judge. We like the idea of heaven, but we don't want to hear or talk about hell. We like the form of godliness, but we deny the power of God. Ever learning, but never able to come into the knowledge of truth. The Bible says, from such we should turn away. So we should turn away from lukewarm Christianity. We should turn away from being carnal. We should turn away from always doing what we feel like doing, letting our feelings and our opinions be the leaders of our lives instead of God. Because if you remain lukewarm, God says he'll spit you out. He would rather that you be cold or hot. Make a choice, pick a side. Either you're for God or you're against him. Either you're living holy or you're not. Either you're on your way to heaven or you're on your way to hell. And how can you avoid hell if you don't want to talk or hear about it? How can you prevent people from going to hell if you don't tell them about it? See, the truth doesn't stop being the truth because you don't accept it or believe it. The Bible says, after death is judgment. So everybody in here and everybody outside of here will meet Jesus face to face one day. Whether you believe he exists or not, whether you believe in him or not, your acceptance of this truth doesn't change the truth. The Bible also says, you are salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste or flavor, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Jesus said, but whoever denies me before people, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. See, God never called us to be secret service Christians or an invisible church. He didn't tell us to live and practice in hiding. Jesus said in Mark 16 to go into all of the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Paul said in Romans 1, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. 
Jesus said in Matthew 5 that we are the light of the world and should let our light shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Did you know that there are countries right now in which the church is being persecuted and they're in hiding because they can't legally practice or witness openly? Where the Bible is banned, it's illegal and cannot be sold commercially. Yet we hide on purpose. We are supposed to be liked in dark places and we're trying to hide the light because we don't want to be seen as different in America. We want to live like everybody else. So we co-sign that we partner with darkness instead of dispelling it. Make it make sense. Science says dark is simply the absence of light. And when light enters in, darkness leaves. First John 1 says, God is light and in him there is no darkness. Psalms 18:28. Oh Lord, you give me light. You dispel my darkness. John 8:12. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Ephesians 5, starting in verse 8. For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. 2 Corinthians 6.14, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? So my question is, why is there darkness in anyone, anyone who belongs to Jesus Christ? So how do we fix it? How do we turn it around? How do we live as children of light? How do we live holy? That is all I have for today. Please come back next week for part two of my message on holiness. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Bye for now.